With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because I definitely want to... Uh try to go to bed as soon as possible oh i don't blame you i don't blame you that's whatever i'm sure you have your uh works kicking your butt too yeah we moved over to the new company today uh-huh. officially well we've known this is going to happen but the problem is the uh the new systems started today and everything and it's not the new computer systems, the new recording oh. systems. And so how we do work is really weird. So, all right, here we go. All right. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome once again to the Steelers Retro Show from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. With me, as always, is my great friend. His name is Tony Defio. He loves to go back in time with me to a Steelers game from yesteryear. And spoiler alert, they're actually really good games and ones that are memorable, and we like to share those memories with you. Tony Defio, how are you, my friend? I am great. I love going back in time. I can't wait to, uh, to do it again with you this week, man. Let's do this. So we're going to be going back to a time when Jay-Z and Alicia Keys rolled the charts with Empire State of Mind Actually, a really good song. Um, I love that tune, Tony. Do you remember that? I remember it. I'm a, a, I'm a big Alicia Keys fan. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, I like that song. Actress Brittany Murphy unexpectedly died at age 32. And Avatar, you saw blue people, continue to be tops among moviegoers. Welcome to December 20th, 2009. In Still City Sports, the Steelers were still the defending champs, but they were reeling. And if I'm not mistaken, 2009 was just a couple of weeks after the famous Unleash Hell game. And do you remember that against the Raiders just a couple of weeks before Unleashing Hell? Mike Tomlin, Tony? Oh, yeah. Of all of his Tomlinisms, it's probably his, uh, I'm, sure, I'm guessing that's his least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Hell was not unleashed. In fact, uh, the team started off six and three, actually six and two. And... They endured five straight losses. Mike 
Tomlin's team was six and seven, and they were getting ready to face a tough nine and four squad led by Greenfield's Mike McCarthy. The pack received the opening kickoff, but they went three and out. On the first play from scrimmage for the Steelers, the Heinz Field crowd saw their team strike big with a 60-yard score, Tony. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger faked the stretch play to the left. He rolled out to his right and connected on a bomb to rookie Mike Wallace at the 10-yard line. Wallace beat Jared Bush and took it the rest of the way. Only 32 seconds were left on the clock, Tony. Actually, let me try that again. Only 32 seconds were elapsed on the clock, Tony. And the Steelers led 7 to nothing. That is absolutely amazing. Tell me about this score. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was beautiful. It was, you know, people that, that, that are advocating for Ben to go back to play action, here's, here's your proof. Play action pass, you rolled out, and you found uh, uh, Mike Wallace, the rookie third-round pick. And it was kind of a preview of what these two would, would, would do together for the next few years. It was, uh, it was uh, a thing of beauty. Mike Wallace was an absolutely spectacular rookie, and he really came on at the end of that year. He was a great player for the Steelers. Money got in the way, which it sometimes does. But Ben and Mike Wallace, like you said, 7-17, to 17, absolutely electric back then. After an exchange of punts, the Packers had a big play answer of their own. It was third and five. Aaron Rodgers floated a pass over the middle to Greg Jennings, who spun off of Tyrone Carter, number 23, near midfield. He sprinted all the way to the end zone for an 83-yard score and a tie game just like that. It's 7-7, seven to seven, Tony. And right off the bat, you're noticing that these teams are going to score early and score often. Absolutely. It was going to be a, a good old-fashioned shootout and. and- Troy Palomalu was uh, out for this game. He was out for many games in 2009. That was a, a big deal for them, obviously. And Tyrone Carter made a, a very poor uh, uh, play on the ball and on uh, on Jennings. So, it, yeah, it was a, a quick strike for them, too, just, just like that at 7-7. Tyrone was a magnificent hitter. He always filled in very well for uh, Troy Palomalu or anybody in the defensive backfield as far as safeties go. Like I said, he would lay a whooping on you. He was not afraid to crack you, but he did leave some things to be desired when it came to coverage, and this was one of them. They definitely felt the absence of Troy Palomalu in this game. Well, the Steelers threw catches by Heinz Ward, Santonio Holmes, and Heath Miller, and runs by Richard Mendenhall found themselves with a first and goal at the two-yard line. Mendy took the handoff and got crunched immediately, but was able to keep upright enough to follow Doug Ligurski's block for the score. Just like that, Tony. It's 14 to 7. They've got the amat. They've got the advantage. Just like that, Tony. It's 14 to 7. They have the advantage. Mendy took it in, and I'm not talking about the soup place that Jerry wanted to go to with Kenny Banya for soup. Not Mendy's from Seinfeld, but Mendy as in Richard Mendenhall. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm giggling. I, I wasn't expecting the Seinfeld reference. I, every time I think of Seinfeld, I laugh. But yeah, this was a um, this was a, a great second effort by Richard Mendenhall, and it was it was a really great time for him before before the fans kind of turned on him, and you know that was a lot of that was self inflicted. But it was a really really uh, a a great second effort, and a great great run for for the uh, second year guy out of uh, out of Illinois. 
I might be the only one that ever called him Mendy. And it was because of that. I could always hear Kenny Banya going, Jerry, it's Mendy's. It's soup. It's Mendy's. It's not a meal. It's soup. Come on, Jerry. It's Mendy's. And, you know, Mendenhall, he was a very intelligent player. But what happened with Mendenhall is sometimes his thought processes on Twitter would really uh, go against him. And we would see that a few years later, like you said, self-inflicted. Um, I'm talking about after the Super Bowl with the Osama bin Laden comments uh, after Osama bin Laden's death. Uh, a lot of the fans did turn on him for that. And I understand why. But I've got to tell you what, I really enjoyed Mendenhall's work after the uh, his playing career when he worked with Dwayne the Rock Rod, eh, when he worked with Dwayne the Rock Johnson for the show Ballers. I don't know if you ever had a chance to see that on HBO. It's an NFL oriented show. I love it. I've never seen it, but uh, but uh, if that's the case, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe he has a, a, a nice future for him after football. Uh, you know, because he didn't play that long in the league, obviously, before he had the. Uh, problems with, with the, the ACL and, and his career was never quite the same after that. So I'll have to check it out. Yep. He's a writer. He, uh, he was first as a uh, consultant and became a writer and the Steelers actually had another running back uh, that wore the number 39 way back in the 1970s and the early eighties named Rick Moser. And Rick Moser was a guy who was a consultant for another HBO football show called first and 10. And he actually uh, was a player on that team as well. So there's a little, there's a little interesting tidbit for you, Tony. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, Rick Moser on the on the old uh, Super Bowl shows that I've been watching lately. I, I didn't know he 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 had that kind of uh, thing going. Uh, good for him. That's that's great to see. Uh, I mean, that's Chuck Noll's version of, of your life's work, and that's one of his old players. So that's nice to see. He made it in Hollywood. How about that? And that's the guy you would not imagine to. In the second quarter, the Pack had a chance to answer back, Tony. However, Mason Crosby missed a 34-yarder. But late in the quarter, Rodgers completed passes to Brandon Jackson, Donald Driver, James Jones, and Jennings to drive down deep into Steelers territory. On third and six from the Steeler 14, Rodgers dropped back once again. Back to pass. He had to improvise to avoid a fervent black and gold attack. He scrambled left. He outran Brett Kiesel. Next thing you know, he is in for a rushing TD. The game was tied at that point at 14 with 310 left in the half. But there was enough time when you're talking about a shootout and gunslingers for the Steelers to regain the lead. After Santonio Holmes hooked up with Ben Roethlisberger on a long play of 33 yards, the Steelers did indeed strike again. On second and goal, Pittsburgh stacked two receivers to the left. The underneath man, Mowelty Moore, he was valuable for the Steelers back then. He broke free and caught the ball for a score from 10 yards out. With 30 seconds left in the half, it was the Steelers 21, the Packers 14. Would 30 seconds be enough time for the Packers to answer back, Tony? No, it wouldn't. But the Steelers scoring right before the half sent a huge message. What do you think, Tony? I thought it was great. Who needs defense in this game, right? And, and, and you're right, Manuel De Moore was a very valuable player for them. And, and this was a very beautiful play. And he was lined up uh, out to the left. And it was kind of like, uh, I think it was the same play that, that, that 
Isaac Redman, they ran with him a, a year later in that great game against the uh, uh, Ravens uh, down the stretch to win the division, or at least uh, put themselves in, in position to win the division. So it was a really well-designed play. And, and, and as I said, more just he really saved her bacon for them a lot, including on this play. Yeah, this was very important. And it was a very important game for the Steelers because it would help them set up 2010. This was a bad season. This was a Super Bowl hangover. And but one thing about Pittsburgh Steeler teams, it happened way back in the Chuck Knoll era. It happened with Bill Cower and it happened with Mike Tomlin. They might have a bad year after a Super Bowl, but that December, they would always find a way to win some games. In fact, I was always upset. I'm still upset that the Steelers team that was so dreadful back in 1988 ended up winning three of four down the stretch in their last four games to end up only having the number seven pick instead of uh, a top five when guys like Deion Sanders, Barry Sanders, Troy Aikman, Derek Thomas, when those guys were getting drafted and they ended up with Ted, Wor- not Ted, but Tim Worley, Tony. Yeah, one of, uh, one of my favorite games of all time happened during that stretch when they beat the Oilers on Sunday Night Football. But I guess if I had to do it all over again, knowing how the 1989 draft uh, played out, I would have uh, wished for a couple more losses because, uh, as you said, there were a lot of a lot of great uh, future Hall of Famers at the top of that draft, and Pittsburgh just missed out on them. But, you know, then again, who knows with the space-time continuum, what would have happened to our Pittsburgh Steelers if they had indeed won, uh, lost those games and ended up with one of those players. It could have been a completely different uh experience we would not have we would not have any of the players that we have now um there might not there might have never been a ben roethlisberger in pittsburgh or a troy palomalo because of something that happened way back when could have changed the complete course of history so i guess we'll take it where it is but you, you really would have loved to have seen them have one of those guys. But I digress. <laughs> what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and talk about the second half. But we're going to take a little bit of, of a break. So just stick around. We will be right back after this on the Steelers Retro Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Steelers Retro Show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is Tony Defio. We have jumped into the black and gold DeLorean. We are going way back in time to a time that was 2009. It's the Steelers. It's the Packers. It's the end of a disappointing stretch of the 2009 season after the 2008 Super Bowl championship season. And the Steelers are playing for pride at this point but they're also playing to get back into a position where they can be an eight and eight team and salvage the season. And that's something that they had an opportunity to do here. They, at this point, like I said, they had suffered 
four straight losses in a row. This was the unleash hell season, Tony, and the Steelers really needed a play to get them into a position where they can be great again. And the next season, they were a Super Bowl team. And this was actually a Super Bowl preview for the next year, but we're not going to get all the way into that. So, Tony, let's get into the second half. But once again, your thoughts on the first half. I thought it was very exciting. I, I thought Ben, it was one of his, his better games. I, I think he threw for 238 yards in the first half. It was, he, he was on fire. I mean, you know, the defense had its issues that year, but the offense was, uh, was really, uh, really good that year. I think they finished in the top 10 overall. So uh, I, I was, I was really enjoying it and coming off, the, on, off that five game losing streak. It, it was nice to see them come out strong against a, a playoff team. It really was because Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, they were becoming a very good team. You had Mike McCarthy, once again from Greenfield, so a Western Pennsylvania native. This was a team that was starting to become really special as well, and it was great. And, you know, it seems like when these teams do hook up, they're very good, very solid games. So it was really fun to watch the first half of this game. And with it being 21-14 to 14 at halftime, you were expecting fireworks in the next half, and you got them, Tony. So here we go. Let's get on to the second half of Pittsburgh and Green Bay, December of 2009. And if we're going to be exact here, and I have no problem being exact, it was December 20th of 2009. Could the Steelers get a Christmas gift to go into the holidays? This was the game that they needed to do it against a great team. We're going to find out right now what the second half had to offer. In the second half, Jeff Reed's 37-yarder extended the Steelers' lead to 24-14. to The Steelers got the ball back right away. They drove all the way down the field. They were halted, and Jeff Reed came in at the 20-yard line, kicked one from 37 away. It is, once again, 24-14, to Tony. So it looked like with Jeff Reed's field goal, Tony, that they were going to extend the lead and maybe they would start to run away. But this Packers offense had a lot of magic themselves. What do you think? Oh yeah. They, you know, Donald driver, Greg Jennings and uh, uh, Michael Finley, the tight end. And of course, Aaron Rodgers, the man himself uh, who, who was just coming into his own as a quarterback, taking over for Brett Favre at the time. So yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't time to turn up the lights just yet on the, on the, uh, on the pack. Did you just say Jermichael Finley? I sure did. Did he do anything in this game? He did a lot in this game. He was a beast. He was a handful. He was like a, he was like Gronk before Gronk. They had no answer for him. Well, the reason I am so emphatic about Jermichael Finley, I love that name, Jermichael. Uh, my son's middle name is Michael Anthony, so I might change it to Jermichael Anthony. I think that'd be great. I don't think he would be up for that, but I will go ahead and propose that. In fact, we when we watch football games and there's there's an out of the ordinary name, I always tell him that, you know, we almost named you that. And he falls for it every time and then and then says to my wife, Mom, was I really gonna be named Jermichael? She's like, no. I'm like, can't you go along with me on that? But anyways. That was the only scoring in the third, the Jeff Reed 37-yarder, which was odd for a game that had a lot of scoring. But in the fourth, there was an explosion of points, and that's when it happened. A mere 125 in, Aaron Rodgers, number 12, in green and gold. 
he threw a fade pass to a leaping, of all people, Jermichael Finley on a third and six from the Steeler 11 and the touchdown, thus cutting the Steeler lead to only three. But Jeff Reed's 34-yarder doubled the Steeler advantage. It was now 27-21 to in favor of the home team. Their lead would be relinquished when a Jordy Nelson 27-yard catch and run led to the Packers getting to the 24-yard line. And the Packers, instead of passing the ball this time, they went to the ground. And back then, their running game was led by Ryan Grant. He had a 24-yard gallop, and Green Bay had their first lead of the game at this point. It is now 28 to 21, excuse me, 28 to 27, Tony, with 7.58 to go in the game. What are you thinking at this point? The Steelers are getting field goals. They're getting a lot of points. It's the fourth quarter. They've led the entire game, and now Green Bay has the advantage, and it seems like they are not letting up, Tony. To me, it was, it was the same old story of what we had been seeing down the stretch during that five-game losing streak with the defense especially. I mean, the offense was fine for the most part, but the defense was the sieve, and it was so porous, and it was the exact opposite of what you saw the year before when it was an historically great defense. But as I mentioned, you had uh, uh, Troy Palomalo was out. He missed nine games that year, and he was such a vital part for them, and, and, and they had some other injury issues. So that, that 24-yard touchdown by Grant was so easy, and it was just – it was, it was disconcerting. It was alarming. And, and I thought, all right, another fourth quarter collapse. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had a flair for the comeback back then. And he decided that, hey, who's my playmaker? I know it's Mike Wallace, but who's old reliable? And it's Heinz Ward on the very next drive. A Roethlisberger to Ward play gained 54 yards. But that series did stall. And the Steelers had to settle for a Jeff Reed 43-yard field goal, but they had the 30-28 to advantage. Now, here's where the head-scratcher came in, Tony. Tomlin and the Steelers went for the jugular when Jeff Reed attempted, of all things, an onside kick. There was a surprise onside in this game. They were up 30-28, to but they decided to go for it. And it looked like they were going to pull it off. They recovered it, but it was nullified when our boy Ike Taylor touched the ball a yard short of the mandatory 10 yards. Ike Taylor, one of my all-time favorite players for the Steelers. He he just misjudged it by a yard, but they would have had it. What do you think about that play, Tony? Oh, this, this is the other surprise on sidekick. Uh, the other famous one in Steeler history, <laughs> in addition to the one in Super Bowl 30 with, with uh, Deion Figures. Uh, yeah, if uh, if I just waited another half a second and uh, didn't panic so much, then they, they get the ball and, and uh, they have the ball again and they have the lead with uh, uh, 358 remaining. But it was a really puzzling, puzzling call by Mike Tomlin. But he did say after the game, hey, did you see our defense out there? I didn't trust the defense, to be quite honest with you. I didn't trust our defense to hold Aaron Rodgers. So that's why that's why he did that. He wanted to uh he wanted to put the ball back into 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 his offense's hands. But you said it right there, Tony, that if he would have just waited one more second and let it go one more yard, he just misjudged it. But it worked. 
So yeah. it's a brilliant call. Yeah, it was. That's what I mean. People, people uh, get on Tommen for that, but the execution was the problem, not the call. But people, people don't really remember stuff like that. They just remember how could you do that? How could you? And and Troy Aikman and and, and uh, oh gosh, uh, and uh, uh, Joe Buck, uh, they 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 went on and on about that. How stunned they were about that call. So yeah, uh, people don't really. They didn't really talk about the execution when it comes to play calls. They just talk about the play call. I remember loving the call. I thought it was brilliant at the time. I watching it again now. I thought it was a great call, but you're right. It was just the execution. And that's what the talking heads do. They're going to go ahead and talk about how it was a bad call when it doesn't work. I'm the kind of guy that likes to say, hey, it was a great call. It just didn't work because the player misjudged one yard so green bay would get the ball back and that's the problem with a play like this they get it back in good field position and a bad defense they took advantage of the opportunity right away when james jones on a blown coverage by rookie joe burnett there's a name from the past joe burnett caught the rogers pass for 24 yards he gallops all the way in for the score then they're like hey Let's go for two points here. Brandon Jackson caught the two-point conversion attempt. The pack realized a 36-30 to 30 lead. There's only 2-12 remaining in this game. They're up by six. What are you thinking at this point, Tony? Are you like, man, they had the lead the whole time. This defense surrendered it again. Man, can't get a break. I was thinking, I was watching with my aunt and girlfriend at the time, and I was thinking it's going to be six in a row. They're going to be six and eight, and they're done as far as even having a prayer at making the playoffs. I thought, you know, that this is just 2000, uh, 2006 all over again. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, and that's uh, that was after a Super Bowl season as well, uh, both times. Well, interesting about that 2006 season, they started off – two and six and ended up eight and eight this team started off six and two and went in the uh, other direction but i i gotta tell you it's after a super bowl you you have those games and you have those seasons when maybe you're completely hung over from that season and things don't happen but this season actually started off right for the steelers they were six and two they beat brett Favre and the Minnesota Vikings, they they had they had a really good start to that season. But how are they going to end this game? So they've got 212 left. So Ben comes on out, and now with 201 to go, Ben goes to work on an 86-yard drive. But the problem, he endured two sacks there. But then number seven finds a tiptoeing Mike Wallace in the end zone's corner for a miraculous score with only three seconds left in the game. Now the game is tied. And has there ever been a time that you were so nervous about a one point conversion, the kick after and the toe of Jeff Reed as the game rested on your buddy Skippy? Yeah, I mean that was pivotal. I mean, you don't think much of, it, especially back then when when it was such a it was a much closer try than it is today. Uh, it was almost an a- afterthought. But at that moment, 
you know, every, all eyes were on Skippy as he, as he attempted to uh, to send Pittsburgh home with a uh, with a very very uh, uh, welcoming win. It, it was amazing. So out comes Skippy. He gets it. Jeff Reed, number three. He was not a friend to the Pittsburgh Police Department. He was not a friend to a uh, a paper towel dispenser in sheets. But he was a friend to me, especially when he kicked that ball. And the Steelers had a crazy 37 to 36 win. Both offenses nearly combined, forget this, Tony, 1,000 yards as two great quarterbacks slung the pig with authority all day long. This was an epic game for the Steelers. It absolutely was. And, and, and it was, it, it was an offensive showcase for both teams, as you said, and, and, and it was very important for them to, to win this game. It, it was, they were actually still alive for the playoffs at this point. And, and, and I think it illustrates what can happen to a good team because, uh, you know, they, they went to three Super Bowls in six years and uh, two of those years, they didn't make the playoffs after they won uh, a Lombardi trophy. And in and, 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 and this particular season, just so many uh, uh, bad bounces at the end of games cost them. And it, it, it's just like Bill Cowher used to say, it's, there's a fine line between winning and losing in 2009 personified that for sure. And this game, at least in a positive sense, was, was, was one of those times. The Steelers would end up winning the remaining two games, like you mentioned, but couldn't get the help to make it into the playoffs. But they did end on such a high note. They ended at 9-7, and seven, and that momentum continued for the Steelers the next season in 2010. So the seeds for the following year's conference crown were definitely sown this day, Tony. Unfortunately, that dream ended against the very team they defeated this day, the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl in Dallas, Texas. But I got to tell you, I have great memories of this game, and I wish this was that Super Bowl instead of the one that we saw in Texas. Absolutely. I remember remarking that night after they beat the uh, Jets to advance to Super Bowl 45, I, I said I played this uh, video on, on my Facebook page and I said, who would have thought that that moment would, would be a preview of, of uh, a Super Bowl matchup a little over a year later? So I thought I thought that was a pretty, pretty dramatic way to uh, to, to set up a, a, a Super Bowl the following year. Absolutely. And I don't want to get into that Super Bowl loss, but they really could have won that game too. Unfortunately, Marquise Pouncey goes down in the AFC Championship game. I think if you have number 53, the rookie at the time, I think you actually win that game. But that's ifs and buts, candy and nuts. So we really can't get into that. But I've got a great memory of this game, Tony. I don't know where you were watching this game, but I was at my house. My Steelers Central buddies refused to meet at my house for this game. They were kind of discouraged by the five-game skid. They wanted to do other things. But I, of course, I'm addicted. I have to watch this game. And my personal custom has always been to watch my team, whether the record is 15-0 and or 0-15. So I'm here watching it. My wife was preparing the house for Christmas and asked me to put our age seven-month daughter Jilly was seven months to bed. The problem was that this coincided with the last two minutes of a great game. <laughs> so after discussing it with my daughter who cooed her approval, I sat her on my knee to watch the epic conclusion. So she's on my knee. I'm watching it. All went well until my wife caught us dancing in joyous victory. 
<laughs> my little girl saw my wife and started to cry. I guess it was her way of throwing me under the bus because she didn't want to get into hot water with my wife or even <laughs> Santa. I don't know what a seven-month daughter is thinking, but as the proverbial tires rolled over me, I smiled. Tony, as my team had just won in a glorious manner. Deep down, I knew it was a meaningless victory, but a great win and a greater feeling all the same, especially as I got to share that win with my daughter. And you know what? My daughter, she's 11 now. She'll climb on my knee when the Steelers are in the final two minutes and she'll watch the game with me. And it's something really special and it's something that I'll always have. I think that was the first time we watched a game together. Oh, that's great. That's a great, it's great. And it's great that she uh, continues that tradition to this day in the final two minutes. That's maybe she's good luck. Maybe she's good luck. Uh, I remember uh, at the, it had to be when, when Mike Wallace caught the touchdown, not when Skippy Reed kicked the extra point. I remember I, I tackled my girlfriend, you know, on the, on the couch. Right. And she said, <laughs> and she, she said, I am not one of those guys out there on the field. So there you go. That's, that, that's what I did at that moment. I, I think you were, you made a smarter decision than I did. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the, uh, but the, uh, I still got in trouble because I was supposed to put her to bed, but you know, <laughs> the Steelers kind of got in the way with it, but I'm like, honey, we were bonding and that's it. And that's the, that's the great thing. When we Absolutely. think about these games, you think about your time with your girlfriend at the time, watching it with her, um, watching it with family. That's, those are the great memories. And like I said, it, and you got to understand I made those kids wear Steeler stuff when yeah. they, when they were born, they were 10 minutes in and uh, 10 minutes in this world. And they had terrible towels draped around them. In fact, I made, uh, I made the deal with my wife. I'm like, look, the first pictures from the hospital, you can have the outfit that you want picked, but they also have to have a terrible towel photo. And that's what I made sure I did. And uh, they're like, they're not going to do that at the hospital. I'm like, yep, they will, because I'm going to tell them. And they were born in Maryland <laughs> They were born with a uh, with hospital staff that wore black and purple, but heh, I didn't care. Uh, that, you started them out right. That's that, that, that's great, and you did it in Ravens territory too. It's even better. That's that's a true Steeler fan and a, and a true Steeler family. <laughs> you got it. Well, Tony, thanks so much for uh, checking out this game. This was not a championship game, but it had a championship feel, and I have great memories of this one. It really started more of the legend of uh, Ben Roethlisberger as well. So thanks so much. And we will do this again next week, my friend. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun talking about this game. And, and as you said, it was, it, it was a, a sign that they weren't done just yet as, a, as an organization, as a championship organization. For Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad for behind the steel curtain.com. Remember, you could take us away. We don't mind, but you better promise us we'll be back in time. Okay. Right. I took very bad notes I um, on this game when I did it years ago because this is one uh, an article that I already had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it as that's why I was stretching <laughs> that whole time. I was, hey, uh, I didn't even notice that's That's all right. Uh, I mean, we, 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 we got all the key points. So. Yeah. I, I was, 
I'm looking down on my notes. I'm like, all right, I'm just not no build up. I'm just like, hey, they scored a touchdown on this drive. They scored a touchdown on this drive. I'm like, gosh, that's not what I normally do. So I that's why I stretched the entire time. All right. Um, I'll see you in about three minutes. Let's knock this show out and then we'll get to bed. Sounds good to me. All right, buddy. See you over there. All right, bye. Bye-bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.